0: Johnny Cash once described country music as being made of emotions, of love, of breakup, of love and hate, and death and dying, mama, apple pie, and the whole thing. I'm Tennessean country music writer Cindy Watts. Welcome to Country Mile, the USA Today Network's new podcast series exploring the evolution of one of America's truest art forms through the stories of some of the genre's biggest names.
1: I mean, I'm good, but I'm not running That's around so nearly left. as much as you are this weekend. Uh,
2: oh my gosh, I'm gonna talk real close to this microphone. Like <laughs> I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna t- talk like Alison Krauss sings.
0: Oh, okay, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> That'd be so much character, so much you know, extra character. It would, would be, you know, would <laughs> very soothing. <laughs>
1: All
0: right.
2: Yeah, she well, sings then. like really super quiet.
1: She sings or yeah. speaks? I guess she sings. sings yeah, it's it's like 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 it right seems like the microphone just like. Like she's barely
2: whispering. So cool. Oh, yeah, so, so freaking cool. cool. Whenever that. we're on the bus late night and I've had a few drinks, and I'm listening to like doing the old country. I start listening. You, know, you start listening to Ray Price, and you, then you go to Wayland's, and it's a bluegrass hour. And then somewhere cool. always around like three forty-five, it's Allison. It's, it's all, all every fun, all time. Sports, right? Man. And the other night I was on the bus, and I told I was telling our fiddle player Dan that I, what had happened. He goes, "Did you let me guess? You went up. Last song you listened to was Ghost in, Ghost in This House' at like wow. four in the morning, and then you texted Allison." Ghost in his I go. It was three forty-five. It was Ghost in the House. <laughs> I didn't text her, but I tweeted about her. That's <laughs> I
1: awesome. like, am I
2: that predictable? Like, am I, It's like it was like. Am I that? Is it that? Like, made me feel terrible. Like, this is what I do.
1: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's great you have something.
0: To do yeah. Or you could just call it stable. You're a stable personality. Well, at least I'm consistent. Yeah. Consistently weird. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode three of Country Mile a podcast series from the Tennessean, part of the USA Today Network, in partnership with Belmont University. I'm Cindy Watts, and today we're in a small metal trailer on the festival grounds at Dirk Bentley's Seven Peaks Music Festival in Buena Vista, Colorado. Producer Erica Whitney and I drove more than three hours from Denver to here through tiny towns on winding roads. There's no fast food, no grocery stores, just wildlife, mountains, lots of dirt, and country music. Today we have Mr. Dirks Bentley. Yes. Woo
2: woo. Hey.
0: And <laughs> thank you, Danielle Towns, who has been keeping him com- company on the road since January. Right. Yes. She has.
2: Yes. I'm so excited. Started to the tour off January 15th, I think it was. I think you're right. Over in, uh, in Ontario, Cal- not California, Canada. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've. we've from Canada to Colorado, it's been a really good, really great ride. Canada run.
1: to Colorado, yeah, that's really got a good, good ring to it. Yeah. That's awesome. What a year.
2: Heads Canada, tails Colorado. No, it's a different song.
1: Close. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 wrong <laughs> wrong areas, but same idea.
1: <laughs> We've
2: been everywhere, and this is it. This is day three of this festival, and Tennille's been here the whole time, all three days, which is awesome, because uh, it really is, the experience of the festival it really is a three-day experience, you know. Just not only just musically, obviously, there's so much different music that goes on, but just as a, a you know, just as a person getting into your routine in the morning, kind of having this morning time to yourself, sitting by the river, catching up with friends, talking about the night before. Because then, once the music starts at it two, it's just busy. If you're a music fan, and you're, uh, yeah. which we all are. I know Tenille is. You yes. can't keep her away from the stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I love uh, it so much. And so we're out there just. just trying to catch as much music as possible. So it's, it's really great to be here all three days.
0: But I mean, you've been here a lot longer than that, though, right?
2: I got in on Wednesday. My band got in on Monday. So yeah, there's so many different layers to it. I mean, for me, it's great to get here early and actually have a chance to... What day did you get here?
1: I got here on Friday. Friday. Yeah. It's
2: great to get a chance to be here before the fans get here because you get to experience the whole place. Just right. wa- wander. The, it's like having the whole... It's like being in middle school and having the, no one's at school and you're wandering the halls and just poking your head in classrooms and opening people's lockers and like it's you got the That's whole place awesome. to yourself it's amazing. <laughs> and then it's a new experience when the people come here it's a totally different deal but my crew also for them they got here Monday and they had a after a, a really long year of, of touring they had a week just to like do all the legal and non-legal stuff that like <laughs> the crew guys like to do so it's been a really great hang for them. <laughs>
1: I love it. <laughs> There's something different about this festival like yeah. It's just a different feeling yeah. around the whole grounds, and I think part of that is being in the middle of the mountains, and like you can't help but feel connected to—I don't know—everything, music, yeah. all of it. It's just like you can't look away from that, the spirit of this place. But it's also the culture that you guys set up in this place. I think mm. the people walk into it, and that you—you yeah. you, you feel it. There's yeah. a different feeling here. I
2: feel like we've given the, them the fans a template to, hmm. to build from. They—they're—they're they're really good creating, making this their own, which is. The key to anything, making a record, you know, yep. Neil's records, but she, she writes those songs herself. But fans hear those songs; they become theirs. They become their songs. They, 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 the same with the festival, we create the festival, but it's theirs, and to make with it what they want to make with it. And we, that's my favorite thing is seeing things they've come up with that we never even thought they would be mm. doing. You know, the, the, the lake down there, the, the summer on the beach stage down there. I mean, there's like it's crazy. We I mean, knew people would be in the water, but they're coming into these huge, like, I mean, gigantic, like, story high flamingos. Come and, on. Yeah, you know, there's like That's the flamingos, awesome. like two, like it's oh so God. tall. There's, a, there's one floatation thing in there. It looks like a motorboat. Wow. It's as big as a motorboat, but it's, but it's a blow up. I've like seen thing.
1: that thing on Google. They oh, yeah. have it yeah. here. Yeah, it's here. Yeah. That's awesome. Of so course just, they do. They're
2: doing all their own things, which is really, uh, which is really cool. But yeah, I think also too, it's like, I have a song called Traveling Light that talks about just, I mean, how much better I feel personally when I have less stuff. And so you're here, there's no city around. It's, mm-hmm. in the, it's, it's not, all I always say about Colorado, it's not the destination as much that makes you feel this way. It's like, it's as much as what you leave behind, you know. That's mm. why just being in your hometown and going to, on a stay vacation and going to a hotel and you're in Nashville feels amazing because, like, the laundry, the plates that are in the dishes, all the stress of taking kids to different activities, events, and school, and just all the stuff you acquire. You know, even if you try to, like, not collect crap, it's just everywhere. And so you get somewhere and you just, you're down to your tent and your sleeping bag. Your uh, Mike Axe have a bed in my tent. Um, and your friends and music and, you know, and that at night. This is actually cold brew for everyone out there listening right now. I don't, there are people drinking out there now. I'm not one of them. But.
0: It was funny. Before uh, you got here, I looked up the last story we did together. And uh, I was actually remembering a story I think we did three years ago. Um, but the last one we did, you were going through your closet. You were Marie condoing. I was actually talking to Luke closet. Bryan
2: about. Late, we had a few drinks last night, and I went to Luke, Luke's bus. Oh my gosh, the back lounge. The back lounge is tour bus. I mean, it is, that's where his bed is. And there's a closet back there, not to rat Luke out, but whoa, he is just, it is <laughs> wild what's going on back there. <laughs> so, there are fly rods, there's shotguns, and rifles, and <laughs> clothes everywhere. And he's just so busy. You know, he's going from the road to idle to every hunting, fishing trip he can possibly pack in there and all his family <laughs> stuff as well. And so I was like, buddy, you need to you need to do a little, see what's bringing you joy in here. Maybe clean the thing out a little bit. See what's bringing you joy? That's <laughs> awesome. He's got, wow. I mean, our bus is bad too. Like, the back lounge of our bus, we don't call it the back lounge. We call it the bag lounge because it's just like <laughs> everyone's bags are back there. I mean, you should put bags under the base, but it's a lot easier to just get your stuff in the bags. Right. So, Tim, our steel player is the only one that really uses the back lounge. He's kind of finds a little spot between the guitars <laughs> and the banjos and mandos and bags and sets up his computer and watches golf. But uh but Luke's got a wild situation. Oh he also had a kid his, his, one of us, I think Bo was back in their the bed last night there too, so it's it's pretty full. You should <laughs> hold on to that. But. <laughs> Keep kid.
1: Keep the kid. Kids White bring holds.
2: kids bring a lot of joy, but I don't know. Not the other stuff.
1: Your bus has like all kinds of amazing memory things that it's, are full of joy like it's, it's there's a lot of stuff crowded. on there yeah there's a lot of stuff it's crowded but it's like everything has a purpose everything has on pro- every
2: bumper sticker has a reason i yes. still have a i still have a letter that cam wrote me we were on tour with cam like three years ago and mm. love cam and she wrote the nicest note and we just got the duct tape out and like stuck it's it so on the perfect. on the bathroom door <laughs> it's like i guess it's gotta go somewhere but yeah we're so there's a lot of memories in the bus and Planning on holding on to them for a while. I can't wait for you to get in a bus at some point. You know, Tanila's over here driving the van a lot. You know, she's got You're four boys in the van. There's lots. Oh, they. She got a van. Every no time I van. complain about traveling or sleeping, I always go, "Oh, don't forget Tanila's actually like riding around in a van."
1: <laughs> but so. we've made upgrades to our van. van since sick. January. Because yeah, because we now have bunks in our Sprinter van. Her van it, is amazing, and it has many lights in it. And it's very exciting, and it's like. And then we all got to to go out and check your bus out. Even our so
2: bus, She's, yeah. We,
1: we have the dreams. We have the goal of what uh, we're looking forward her to. van is like your
2: van is like the, you know, the kids get those little like tiny dinosaurs. You add water to them and they get big. <laughs> Hers is like the little dinosaur before you added water to it. It's, it's just like, like a it, bus it's it, it has everything water. we have. It's got a front <laughs> driver's seat and there's a little middle section for video games. There's a back bunk yep. section and it's just like a shrunk down version of like a actual tour bus
1: no no bathroom but other than that it has everything that, we need <laughs> yeah, that's a problem that's a problem
2: it's perfect
0: <laughs> yeah. well you know pulling over you know every now and again is probably a good idea We yeah. gotta yeah. fuel
1: up anyway you so it works gas, out yeah. it works out great
0: so you were super engaged on every level in your tour and in the festival. We've had multiple conversations about it, but I've seen it in action the last three days. You are everywhere. Have you been in the last three days? I've been here oh, wow. since like two o'clock on Friday. Oh,
2: wow. I didn't know that. I haven't seen you. Sorry. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've seen you. And you're here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I have been everywhere. Um, I, you know, yesterday, I only missed one band. Chris Schiffel was playing, and that's the only band I didn't see, but I saw every band play yesterday, and didn't just, Buzzing out, I stayed for at least you know minimum three, four songs. Um, so I got a chance to see everyone play play music. And one thing about what I love about this festival is just like everyone, you know, when I, when I did a lot of the Texas shows back in the day with like Ragweed and R- Randy Rogers Band and Kevin Fowler. One of the things I love about Texas music festivals is all the bands hang, and the headliner will come out in the middle of the day and sing with a buddy. He might come out, he might come out for everybody, and you always see him on the side. Pat Green's always over on the side of the stage hanging out and. Back when we all I did a lot of those festivals and everyone collaborated and 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 more of the Nashville you know scene the headliners a lot of times they're just sitting on their bus until time to be seen, a lot of times some of these guys back, you know they travel from the bus to the stage in like a laundry hamper so nobody sees them until they get on stage I mean there's some crazy stuff that goes on in commercial country music and what I love about this festival it reminds me a lot of the Texas and the Red Dirt scene it's like everyone's hanging out there. I think the fans think it's cool if they're watching you know Ryan Hurd and me and Marin and Danielle are on the side of the stage, visibly out front, not like back kind of, but like I'm like as far out as Ryan Hurd was, I have a little spot set up with a monitor so I can mm. like be them. Fans are seeing me, and there's a little bit of this going on, waving back and forth. But after like two minutes, like they're kind of bored of me because I, they, oh, he's back up there again watching the show, but it, we're all watching it together. Especially with Luke Bryan last night, people were just like. We were all like actually on the stage. Like John Party was actually physically down on the thrust for most of the show. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I think what's cool about this festival is there's a sense of just like it's all about the music. And I'm, I try to be everywhere I possibly can be enough that it doesn't, um, you know, it's just normal to see me around and not, you know, have there be some big commotion about it.
0: You went to the beach yesterday too, right? That's there's amazing. a little bit of commotion there. Yes, I did, <laughs> right. I did go to the
2: beach yesterday. As yeah, yeah be. that's that crazy down there.
0: So the beach in Colorado.
2: yeah it's so wild that here we are in this festival, but if you walk down to the beach stage, it feels like you're, I don't know how to describe it down there. It's like, it feels like a whole separate like festival going on down there. They have their own thing and they're it's, 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 yeah, it's, I can't imagine what it's like late night there either. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, but my, my kids are down there right now. My, my 10, 8, and five year old down at the beach, that's, that's awesome. where they want to be during the day. So hopefully they've found a, you know, section there to hang out in. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a and it's becoming, you know, we didn't know what that really would be. It was just there when we got here. There's this body of water. It's it flushes out every 24 hours. So it's like it's moving. It's like a, hmm. a part of a river basically that's like stuck for 24 hours. And we didn't know how it'd be used. And it's becoming like the place where most people congregate. You know, before they come in here at two o'clock, they go, "Hey, I'll meet you at the beach." And why wouldn't you? I mean, it's it's really fun down there.
1: Have Somewhere you on a have beach. you, ma- you wandered so down awesome. there? Yeah. We've been wandering a little bit. Yeah. there's so much to check out yeah. around here, and like. I love everybody's all dressed up and they're like running from Whiskey in the and then back to yeah. Main stage. I got to watch Marion in the crowd last night which is so awesome really it was you, amazing front, I got yeah. to like stand up front and watch Kaylee Hammock out there this yeah. afternoon and then we wandered over to the Whiskey round. and we're just hanging out some people like come say hi but mostly everybody's just like it's amazing they're, I got to just hang out and be a part of the festival it's so
2: fun Tennille's such a student of like everything as I am you know I'm, I, I like the, the. I'm a fan and I know Tennille's yeah. a fan and like such a powerful world being being a fan of somebody's, you know, like that word gets tossed out of like, you know, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of this. Oh, well, thanks for the fans. But you think about what a, being a fan is, it's a serious, you know, physical, financial, emotional commitment to someone else's music. And, and yeah. so there's a lot – I'm out there as a student. I'm a fan. I know I know Tennille is because we – every night on the road she's – if I'm – we have a little, <laughs> a little acoustic show we do at 6.15 and I look over every night and there she is, you know, side stage watching and it's just nobody's ever – I really respect, you know, how much she really is in all this for the right reasons, and um, I, uh, as I'm sure Tanielle would say, I've learned so much from being here from so many artists. I, I learned from watching Kaylee. I learned from watching yeah. Marin. I learned, you know, uh, you know, not just stuff about singing and, but just the band, what the band's wearing, what the mm-hmm. what the lights are doing. Uh, she has a she has a, a, a disco ball in the state. That's a cool idea, and, and cool. Ha- you know. Just uh, and the way the certain things interact with the crowd and songs, and so the way people talk between songs mm-hmm. Tennille's really good at doing that. Kaylee Hammock's really good at uh you know setting up her songs um I'm not very very good at it, so <laughs> it's there's things to learn gosh, from people and, uh,
1: we're all learning from you and
2: uh and then the the whiskey Rose stage is awesome too because it's uh you know that's you're catching people like either the first time doing something or you're like yesterday with hardy, I feel like I was catching somebody like. It's like seeing Coldplay play the Ryman. Like you're catching them right before they really <laughs> become like huge. And I was like, wow, this guy's got like a thing happening. Wow. And uh, it was cool to see him at actually at that that smaller stage, which was totally overflowing.
1: There were so many people. Yeah, there. Holy yeah. Smokes. Cool sound. Yeah,
0: I learned about Festival Fringe a few minutes ago from to my T'Neil. Festival
1: Fringe today. Festival yes, Fringe. That's what uh, I'm see, calling I it. Yep. I love
0: that. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh man, festiology one on one. Sound check. There, yeah, someone just dropped the the brown note. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) oh man. Well, so we're coming up on the end of your tour. Yes, right. Started in January. I guess we saw you in February in Nashville, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, tell me some stories from the road, both of you. Wow. The trailer's shaking. I'm going to say that <laughs> because that, I think that's an that, interesting can, part can of, the of the atmosphere right now. It's literally vibrating. Yes.
2: I'll see if I can get that out and that's shut down. I know a guy.
0: Oh, no, no. <laughs> 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 it's okay. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Maybe amazing.
1: He's kill, just currently texting somebody. Yeah, kill, kill the
2: <laughs> bass note out there. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. <laughs> that's my there. favorite thing that's happened since we've been doing this. One uh, moment.
2: Yeah. Um. The road, gosh, where's the road? I mean... Well, we started in Canada I'm a huge I love Canada It's, it's one of my favorite places in the whole you know we've had a chance to play a lot around the country and just around the world and I just love Canadian audiences. I love being up there. I love the landscape. I love the people. I love the weather. And when we were up there in January. It's cold. It's awesome. There's lots of fun <laughs> things to do and things like that. You know, and really, but one of the favorite things about Canada is you're out there. You know, as a as a pilot, I do try to cut the corners off a lot of the travel. But when you're in Canada, it's like, all right, we're gonna be out there for like two, three weeks. So yeah. it just bonds everybody together. Great way to start a tour. It was. And um, gosh, stories from the road, man. I don't know what to use do you go first? You I've uh, tried. I've been doing my <laughs> do you best to like. Anything? I do. I mean, do you have a guitar that you're using just to document, like journal on? I haven't your... been
1: journaling on my guitar. I have other things. I also have a favor to ask you about yes. the guitar that um, you gave wow. me in Chicago. I need, yes. I need oh to, yeah. I need you to put something on it. For okay. Me. So I will we that. have to work on that. But I, I try to journal everything because I just don't want to forget what this beginning part feels like. And being out on the road this year, getting to start at home in Canada was so cool. And then yes. I I feel like I have pages upon pages of stories of watching and learning from and his whole crew. I I seriously, I've been emotional this whole last week thinking about it because it's just like, we've been taken care of in the most remarkable way. And if I ever get the opportunity to pay forward these kind of things someday, it's like I will remember how it's done uh-huh. because of being out here like this. I, there are so many. St. Louis was but good. St. So Louis, Louis.
2: I have a thing about St. Louis. Like whenever we go there, <laughs> we just get rained out. I mean,
0: I was on the camp tour. Three years ago, yeah, Cam, you, and Cam and Cam—we
2: had, had to cut her. We had to cut yeah. her whole show. Did we yeah. have to cut your show tonight?
0: L- no,
1: we didn't cut the show because you were adamant to not cut the show, which was amazing. What, what happened out- Yeah, that was in Raleigh. That but was
2: Raleigh but in oh, yeah, St. Louis. I think about apparently, too. But. In
1: St. Louis, we got postponed um an entire day and we ended up yes. doing the whole thing on Sunday but Saturday night was one of my favorite times watching you because it's the same way he's running around this whole festival like watching everybody and being completely present and taking it in like all of a sudden the power goes out backstage all of the radio folks everybody's crew like they all of a sudden there was just this party in the hallway and Dirk's is running around hosting everyone your whole family was out there yeah, yeah. there was a bunch of guests oh. out there you were like a superhero it was unbelievable he's jumping in everybody's live streams like radio <laughs> stations We're like I'm so sorry guys we have to postpone the show till tomorrow all of a sudden Dirks is just in it I'm like how oh, did gosh. you even notice this is happening <laughs> like it's amazing he it was just full of great oh, spirit man. took care of everyone backstage and then we got to do the whole show again the next day
2: I you like said got to by the way that's what my daughter has taught me this like there's a lot of times I'll be like I gotta you know I I you know, I got to go do something. She's like, you got to or you get to? It's like, oh, you're, you're, we didn't have to go play this game. When we got to. We were allowed to go play the game, which is yeah. awesome. Because a lot of people would be like, oh, we had to go back and do it again. But no, we, we got to go back and do it on Sunday. It was so fun. But Raleigh, we got rained out. Raleigh, I had we had to cut did. your show.
1: We did. We and had then, to cut her whole
2: set, which is a drag. Especially not just for, for Tennille. She has other things she can do while she's there, radio and meeting groups with fans. But like for her band, it's a, as a, a band person that I know she is and I am, it's like it's such a drag for your band. When like you get cut, your guys are just like. That's really the one thing they do is that show, <laughs> yeah, and then like there's no. nothing else to do. It's just like it's such a drag to the band that could bring the whole morale the whole, it whole was, pull the whole crew down, so that sucks, it, it, sucks for those guys, but we were able to bring we brought her out. it's yeah. so my memory still follow you all this, but you came out and saying, Did we you did different oh, for did, girls
1: yeah. and halfway through different for I mean, girls did, in yeah. the solo Dirk's off the mic is like, "Hey, hey, I think you should do somebody's daughter acoustic right after this." And I was like. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, so, we, so just, we finished this song and my then whole he,
2: band left. Those are guys, oh. yeah, I was like, guys, which is actually great for us. So <laughs> well, you did us favors. We had a chance. To, like, I mean, if I could have every show where, I could, in the middle of the show, I could just pull back for a second and like just hmm. take it all in and just watch it and appreciate it from a, that side view instead of like being so, you know, the intensity of being looking at all those eyeballs you know all the energy right. coming at you. Just to be able to deflect the energy somewhere else and just like witness it from the, the side, as I did when you sang totally your diff, your version your acoustic version of. of um, Somebody's daughter is so different than the album version. It was such a cool moment.
1: I drive home the same way, two left turns off the interstate, and she's always standing at the stoplight on 18th Street.
2: I'm just thankful I thought of that because it would have been a big whiff if I had. But that was wow. probably one of my favorite moments. That was but there's a been a lot very of fun.
1: Significant my,
2: my favorite moments in tour have been with I'm you. All the Shania stuff's been. It was the the, the of like the bit, <laughs> how the bit evolves. And We're all about bits in my band. You know, we love hits, but. Bits the are bit. just as important, if not more so. My manager That's Mary is amazing. always trying to say, "Let's stick to the hits, less, lessen the bits." <laughs> but we had a bit that evolved with um with '90s country and Sunil being born in the '90s, so she didn't know a lot about '90s country. Then she comes out there like, oh, "I know some '90s country," and she'd do little bits and pieces of songs. Um, and then it somehow evolved in the Shania. Well, I think I saw a picture in your phone. We were doing Shania anyway. <laughs>
1: yes. And, and then ca- I was like, I have to tell you this whole story. And she's
2: like working it more and more. The guitar is slung behind the back. And she's like, the crowd's <laughs> going crazy. People love Shania Twain, by they the way. They
1: really love Shania and, uh, Twain.
2: And it became a bit... And then I found a picture of her where she uh, was singing with Shania when she was like nine years old, and her mom had stitched together the same (laughs) outfit that Shania wore on on the Miami DVD, live DVD that she did. It's a really endearing picture. But she showed me the picture on her phone, and while I'm looking at it, I... Messaged it to myself. I was hoping my my number. I was like, "Dirks, oh, I'm in there good." Send it. I'm, still, <laughs> I'm I, in there I'm good. I'm still. I'm <laughs> pretending like I'm zooming. I'm, still, I'm actually sending it to me. He literally
1: it, was pretending like he was zooming. I'm I on had my, no idea. That.
2: And I sent it myself. Then I went back to messages, clicked on it, deleted it went back to photos and handed it back to her so she had no idea. And then that night on stage, I put that picture up on the big screen. And th- that was like kind of the final involvement of the uh, the bit. That but it was, was a good bit. It
0: was a really fun it bit. It was a really good bit. So I loved getting to sing 90s country Were you. you shocked when you saw yourself dressed yes. as Yes. Did you I, know how On that the happened? big
1: screen. I was like, how... And then I stood there and I was like, "He must have found it somewhere else." Like, did someone? Is then it I, out
2: somewhere? Is it out there somewhere? Is it on? I had social posted somewhere? on Instagram yeah. a long time uh, ago, yeah. so
1: I thought maybe he found it there. I had no idea that he texted. And you're like, well, it well, he's really himself. creepy. He's
2: went that far no, back it into was, my Instagram. It was wow, amazing." <laughs> but
1: all this is reeling in my head as I'm like, "It is on the screen. How did yeah. you do this?" <laughs> that <was so> <laughs> Houston, on the video world after, was like, "No, he legitimately texted it to me." I was like, "That's yeah. awesome." Yeah. So good. That was good. There's a lot but of yeah, fun. But yeah, there's been a lot of fun. I, I've gotten to watch like all the VIP shows and just, I literally, like you're talking about being a witness. I got to be a witness every single night and I feel like I learned different things from the show yeah. just throughout our, the whole tour.
2: Our tour, like all the fun stuff, it's all on stage or it's all on the, the acoustic stage. It's, you know, I do the acoustic show at 6.15. We do the, you know, Hot Country Nights at 7. My show, Tennille comes out, John comes out, DJ Adam comes back on stage. By the time the show's over, honestly, I mean, I, I was talking to someone about this. You I know, mean, I, I was just fishing earlier. That's like just being alone is like such a way for me to recharge, really alone. I mean, that's like number one way. And uh, when you're at the venue, you know, the second you pull up the venue, you bump into the first security person outside the gates. You know, that's your first person you're interacting mm-hmm. with, and you're interacting the entire night. It goes from like, for me, it's like from 4.45 to 11. The time the show's over, man, I'm done. I mean, I've, all my partying's been out there with the fans. <laughs> that's been the fun for me. I don't have anything left to like, I don't really want to, there's like, the party's over. When The show's done. For me, it's like the lights have gone on at the at the bar. It's like, it's it's peaked. It's anything after this is going to be like, <laughs> what are we doing? It's like the party's over. You know, the fans are gone. So there's there's there were there's some we had some fun after parties, but it's not many for me. It's it's there's picking the right times to have something really fun to do, an off day or a night where we can really. There's a reason to have something really big happening. But what the fans see, that is that is not like. I don't think they're not like holding that's not that's like a side part. The show is the show. Mm -hmm. That's that is the party.
0: You told me that the people who come early and stay for the whole night, you're like, if you just come for the headliner, it's like you you have fun. But if you come for the whole thing, you're like, it's a much bigger hug.
2: I feel like it's Hmm. a it's a yes, I feel like it's a mini seven piece. It's a much bigger Mm -hmm. hug. It is. It's a miniature version of this. There's bluegrass, there's country, there's 90s country, and there's all. There're different types of music. There's Neil. There's John Party. There's a. I, I, it's a lot to ask. I know going to a concert, even some of my favorite bands, you got the tickets. You're with your girlfriend, your wife. You've, maybe you maybe got kids. You're gonna get dinner that night before you go out, and you got to park. It's hard to get there just in time to see mm-hmm. the headliner, you know. So, and I know that I've missed a lot of great opening acts, because it just, it's just hard to get there. So it's a lot when fans show up like for the acoustic set. At like you know, they're there at the you know five thirty. It's like wow, these are these are like amazing fans and. We're gonna give him something. We're gonna make this night yeah. really special for him. You paid your money for the ticket. Might as well come hang out with us. You know, yeah. uh, come come do the whole thing. We'll keep you busy. You're gonna see you a really little ministry, you're gonna see busy. an acoustic show where I'm playing mandolin, <laughs> trying to, and doing some goofy stuff with Tennille. And then you're gonna go right to the main stage and watch the hot country nights. The second they're over, Tennille's playing. The second she's done, John Party. In between Tennille and John Party, DJ Adams got the place actually bouncing harder than we could ever true, do. It's, it's like tonight he's doing his thing. I'm like. I hate to interrupt him because he has this place <laughs> rocking. He really does. Like, we
1: can, you can hear it way far I mean, backstage. It's like, yeah. wow. The,
2: They're literally jumping up down. I'm like, oh, I hate to ruin their good time with my show. But, but he's <laughs> on between all our acts. So it's like, it's, it's not, you'll be
0: entertained the whole time. This podcast is brought to you by the Tennessean, part of the USA Today Network, in partnership with Belmont University, where students can study music and music business in the heart of Music City, or they can choose from more than ninety-five other fields of study. To learn more, visit Belmont.edu. But it's been an evolution, right? Like Yo, I've yeah. seen your shows. I've learned a lot. Yeah. yeah, so like, kind of talk us through I'm, that. It's a different
2: show every night. a different show than the night before. I'm, I, I was. I would hate to go back even a week and be the entertainer that I was a week ago. So I feel like I've learned so much in mm. the last three nights about myself and about the way my you know I feel singing the song and how to, how to express the song physically and when I'm on stage. And so the involvement of of the tour of just my career.
0: Well, no, like I remember the first time I saw you play. Where was it? And you? Well, no, I'm not done. Okay. Huh? I remember the first time I saw you play, and you didn't sing what was i thinking oh, okay and it's like and that seemed like such a moment like you're like you know the first time that had
2: to be a CMA music
0: fest it, i believe yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. i it believe was... That it was the the first time that you play a big show and you don't sing what you thought was your signature hit because you have so many right. more
2: well, I only do like five songs a night so there's that's that's part of it the summer music fest I, there's not a night that goes by i don't do what was i thinking i would, I would that'd be a bummer for me i love singing that song but yeah the oh. CM the CMA music fest is like a a big deal because that's like your top five songs. So when you actually cut like your the song that brought you to the dance out, it's a big right. it was a big moment for me. It's like, wow, we're not doing what was I thinking on our show tonight. That's crazy. It's mm. like a crazy like place to, to be at. But uh I remember that night just as well. I mean, it was only probably it was after Drunk on a Plane came out. Drunk on a Plane was able to we were able to kind of move past the, that mm. that's you know, only took like ten years to get another song like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it made more. Yeah, Man. it was about ten years. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been a you know songs come, songs go, and you know I, I wish things move move a qu- little quicker. Suddenly, for these new artists, you know we were just talking about Brooks and Dunn yesterday. They had four number ones in a year. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry, they, I'm sorry. Six. They put out six songs in one year off that first album. Thank six you. songs in one come year. On. That's how you play the arena the next year. You yeah. put an album out, you're playing arenas the next year. I mean, Luke Combs had a has had a pretty crazy, uh, you know. Start to his career, but I mean to have six songs released in a calendar year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They probably I mean, I think they all went number one. So thanks. You know, I I think these new artists like Tenille are finding other ways to. And it's it's not radio's fault. It's there's only there's forty slots on the chart. You really your songs only get heard in the top twenty down. And Mm -hmm. think how many artists are how many guys like me that just kind of won't go away. You know, me, Luke, Aldine. (laughs) You know, and then you got like. George Strait's still around and Kenny's still around and McGraw's still around. I mean, there's just not enough real estate on country radio for all the new artists. And so I think, you know, these younger artists are having to be really scrappy and find other ways to get their music heard. And the, But I think the fans, too, recognize that they're hungry for music. You know, when I listen to XM Radio and I listen to Highway, which I don't have that in my truck, so as I don't listen to it all the time. But when I do, I'm always amazed at how many artists that are out there that I hadn't heard of before and... I think they're 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 finding a way to to get it out there, which is awesome. But um, everyone loves having their songs heard on country radio. It's like the there's no better feeling than like hearing your song played on on the FM dial. So that's a of tricky. Crazy. I don't know how he wandered into this subject, but <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think though the thing that more. I found so remarkable about Tanil when I saw you in February was that you did not seem like somebody who was on your first tour. No, and she's who not. only had she <laughs> is like old One. soul.
2: Not only an old soul, but like you just don't know how much you know time she's put into this. Um, we we're talking about her and some other Canadian artists, Brett Kissel. Yeah, I mean these are like they remind me of like Chris yeah. Thiele at the Bluegrass Kids. Like you, back and watch like um, Nickel Creek. You watch like Chris Thiele and um, all the top guys in bluegrass. You can follow them back to when they were like eight years old. All they're still jamming together. Josh Williams and Chris and there's they're all Andy Leftwich and stuff. These they they just they've always been doing it, you know. And she's like. You know, she's been doing it since. I mean, once you strap on a guitar for the first time, do you remember?
1: I well, I've been singing. I said, started singing the anthem when I was like seven or eight. Yeah, anthem. That's there. like in
2: front of large audiences. This isn't just like you know playing at home. That's like crazy. So you've been I doing was it a playing long
1: time. at fourteen and writing, and it's true. It's that same community that you kind yeah. of grow up playing with, and it just I just have always loved it so much. And to me, it's like this is such a cool season because as that kid going to tours and concerts and sitting in those arena seats and being like, man, wow, what would it feel like to stand on that stage someday? And like being a student even then. And now to this, I think this year and this tour is so unique in the sense of the way that you tour is because I don't know a lot of other people who have been on an opening act from January to September. Like that's an incredible gift to know Mm. that we've gotten to, play for that many people and talk to that many people at the merch stands after the shows and like to have the opportunity to really get to learn my chops up there on these stages and like put in the time that way I think it's a really unique experience too and I think I've heard that from other people who've toured with you yeah it's Osborne or Lanco or whoever it's like it's 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 a chunk of a year that's a really amazing thing that not a lot of people do. The only thing
2: I heard when she was just talking was like the merch stands. You know, she goes out there and signs. You know, like I used to do that too. A lot of (laughs) people don't do that now. A lot of people are back in the bus, you know, partying and stuff. But that's... I remember doing those those days. You playing the Iowa the free stage, at the Iowa State Fair, and I we're jamming and having fun. And there's looks like there's a big parties gonna happen after the show. And I'm looking out there, and I'm seeing the line grow hmm. in my merch table, and it's growing. And I, and then I know I know how long it like an, an hour is, an hour and a half. <laughs> and I'm like I'm gonna be signing for longer than we just played. Wow! And the show's over, and you're single. and it's gonna be the guys are gonna be ready to party, and it's like this, but that sense of just like is, for me, I think it's just fear in base of like losing where I am and what I've got here and like just wanting to like so it's so you know it's just it's so important to me I love it so much it's outweighed anything other that could be going on backstage it's like I have to go out there hmm. and sign and not just sign stuff they bought If they got me to sign yeah. their baby's head I'll sign that like I'm here for whatever <laughs> you want me to do which I did actually did, did that somewhere on a beach stage <laughs> <That's> yesterday <amazing. laughs> um but yeah she doesn't think you got to go out there man that's what it's all about um and put the time in and so she definitely has done that and you know she has that confidence on stage that comes from doing that and when you have that much confidence you can walk out there and not be it's not fearful you walk on stage and you, you have that sense of joy and wonder every mm-hmm. night when you walk out there you're you're grateful and that leads to a, a much uh a more inspired performance
0: I mean, I think we all have those stories, right? Who we stood in line to meet and what impact they made on us. Like, who was you? Like, who did you stand I mean, in line I remember with? all
2: that. I remember mean, when I saw him, there's a person sitting down and they're standing. I mean, I, for me, I, I just, I hate, you know, it's like being behind a table. There's a distance. I would always just, like, put a stool down and, like, bring it over. And, you know, so I'm like, we can get that contact with them. But um, I, who did I stand in line to meet? I mean, I waited a lot of record stores to get records back in the day. I waited for a line for, for, uh, I really didn't get back into country music until I was 17, so um, I was more into rock from like 13 to 17, but artists I waited in the line to see, know, I remember the George Jones fan club and the U2 hmm. fan club. Those were my two fan club memberships. U2 the, fan yeah, club. Yeah, George yeah. and U2. Um, awesome. So I think they both expired since then, but at one point I had like, <laughs> active, I had active like, uh, you know, the laminates that come with the part of the package. Okay. But, uh, you know, fanfare um, back in the day, when I moved to Nashville, it was 94, and I the day I got to town I got an internship with with CMA and I worked there for like the one of those first years like 94 95 so I saw a lot of lines I was around a lot of lines saw a lot of people waiting in lines and uh but I was kind of inside the the circle there a little bit from day one
0: how about you did you stand in line to meet somebody next to
1: you? I did yes i stood well, I made a sign and a costume for the Shania concert. I yeah. didn't get to stand in line to meet her, but let me tell you, I just stood in line for however many hours that mm. it took. Um, I stood in line to meet Carolyn Don Johnson. She came through our, oh like, close gosh. to our hometown.
2: My and, sister loves uh, I love CDJ, yeah.
1: Room with a View record, so good. Um, I also, I got to sing the anthem at our hometown festival. Every time, like, this is reminding me of that part of my life, too, but it's called Bud Country Fever. And I, I literally looked up the promoter's name in the phone book when I was like 11 years old and called him and asked him if I could play it. Wow. <laughs> he told me no, but he told me I could come and sing O oh Canada because I was singing at all the hockey games. Yeah. So I sang the anthem, and then they let me hang out at this festival. And I stood in every single artist meet and greet line. I have pictures with Terry Clark and Oh my the Wilkinsons, God. and like all the of these people. But I oh just gosh. loved I getting to meet. And I got to stand side stage that whole festival, and that I was hooked. It was like I got to watch, I got to see everybody, you know. But yeah, that was my festival meet and greet experience. I, <laughs> I Kellen Don Johnson
2: time. was I was such a huge fan, and it's funny like kids are the great equalizer because we go to this our kids both were doing piano and um, lessons and like it's in this small cramped upstairs duplex with Miss Beth who does Suzuki piano she's great that's why when it goes to her and we'll be like we're all tucked into this couch together like Miss Beth requires you to like take notes while you're in there and so I'll be on like doodling in an airplane or something and she's like it looks. It's like you get scolded. To go, oh, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> and like Caroline, CDJ, and I were right together, like amazing. doing this together. Like this is life. Is so weird. What that is going is on so right crazy. now? Crazy. <laughs> I
1: love that.
2: My sister's like, you are you hang with Caroline Don Johnson, like like. I mean, yeah, we're just sitting on the couch together, like, it's like doing the parent thing. I can't believe that.
1: Uh, yeah, after moving to Nashville, I I rented out her. She has like a spot in her yard that a lot of Canadians rent out. I stayed at her oh, place really? a lot. I babysit her kids. I actually feel like I saw Evie play a piano recital because you, I
2: was yes. there with yes, watching the recital
0: <laughs> in that church. In yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think you learned this tour? Tennille, you said you've learned a lot. What do you think you learned? Like, what's the biggest thing? Oh man, there's so
1: much, but. I definitely feel like how to treat people is probably the most important thing that mm-hmm. I learned. And I mean that from, you can feel what Dirks has set up by talking to the set carps. I mean, you feel it throughout this entire crew that they know that, you know, you appreciate the work that they're putting in every single day to make these shows happen. And I feel like that This is something I've learned, too. Like, there's so much that has to go into, A, planning the tour, routing the tour, planning it all out, but then just to make the show happen in one day. I mean, these guys are loading in at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'll sit out in the seats and watch them hang the truss and, like, figure out how to make this atmosphere happen so that people can come in and have that encounter with music. Mm. And to me, getting to watch and see how everyone cares about what they're doing so much out here is amazing. Mm guess everything from just the way that you set the atmosphere yeah also just the show i mean dirks has such a great flow in his show emotionally like the the songs are set up as such smart and pivotal moments where you know when riser happens it's like people are ready for it when i hold on happens they're ready for it and the intro is high energy and then you you know he goes out to the b stage and there's a whole different atmosphere at the back of the lawn engaging and it's like I feel like every time I've watched a show, I've picked up something small that's like, oh, I hadn't saw that before. The way the band moves and they like go stand up on the speakers and the moments of things, like everything. It's yeah, been pretty the, cool to see.
2: The Charlie Daniels roller coaster. That's why I learned that from yeah, Charlie, Charlie that Daniels. Cool. Charlie Daniels talked about that. Like you got to build that roller coaster. Wow. Take it for a ride. Um, the it's, all a ride. Parts, it's a all the, ride. It's a good ride. Thank you for saying that. Appreciate that.
0: Remember you told me once that Charlie Daniels was the one person you did not want to
2: follow. I've had to follow him a couple of times now. It's the worst. Out of
0: the worst. Probably the worst. <laughs> worst gig of my entire life.
2: The Grand Ole Opry, um, and. I, I, I opened for him at a festival one time. I, I went on after him. I walked on his bus. I was like, "This is crazy. Like, can I please, please swap? Like, I, I'm not going on after you, son. <laughs> this is the way it is. You're going to go kill him and all this stuff." He does that all, all shuck stuff, you know. he's <laughs> nobody gets here without being competitive, you know. He's he's and he goes out there and just just destroys it. It was like playing a fair wow. somewhere and just like. And at the time, that time my my career, I had a bunch of hits, so I was kind of definitely kind of lost a little bit. And we were doing like this. All black, all the time, wardrobe thing. I was I, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. You start off wearing Levi's and a white T-shirt. That's what you always wear, right? And then you, <laughs> a stylist comes in and you do your first video shoot, and now there's like chicken pepper, and j- chip and pepper jeans, and like and all this stuff starts coming into your world. Next thing you know, you're wearing this stuff you'd never have gotten into. And that led to me somehow wearing black Jay Lindbergh slacks with a James Pierce black T-shirt. And every my band, every, we were all black. And it wasn't just black jeans. It was, like, black, like, clothing. I remember, like, opening for Kenny Chesney at the Tampa Bay Football Stadium. <laughs> no, High man. noon, we're on stage.
1: Oh, that must have been so know, hot. We're all
2: black clothing. It's, like, such a disconnect. I was just kind of got lost there in the middle of my career. That's why I made that kind of, you know, the Bluegrass record. You know the whole story. But, um yeah, so that was the time. I'm going on. Then we come out to follow Charlie, and we're, like, just up there. We just look like idiots. And our, the music wasn't really where it needed to be. And then... Not long after that, we were playing the Opry, and I had to go on and follow him out the Opry. And my current single is called Long Trip Alone. It was a slow song. It's a great song. It just, just wasn't really connecting, and that was the current single, and I really didn't have anything great that had been out in a while, and he goes out there, and he ends with Devil went down to Georgia, hmm. and he gets done. I remember watching this backstage, and I forget it. He holds the bow up, and all the rosin is collected. He's wow. just sawed away for an hour on this. side. The whole top of his fiddle is just covered in dust, and the you know, rosin for the bow. Holds up the spotlight. He goes, Whoosh. And this huge cloud, oh, like come smoke on. comes off it. And the crowd just like <laughs> spontaneously combusts. And then he walks off stage but past me. It's like, here, I came out there like, thanks, Charlie. And like, you know, on our all black clothing and singing the slow song. And oh, my gosh, it was so bad. It makes me like <laughs> just feel like I've, I just want to sit like this the rest of the interview with my hands under my armpits. But um. Yeah, so yeah. he's Charlie Daniels is The man still is that. I still don't want to follow him And if, I think now I have enough clout Where I'd just be like No, we're not doing that gig We'll just pass that one up he can, We'll do we'll somewhere else He's gray as
1: fiddle fairy dust Oh my somewhere it was, <laughs> Fiddle fairy
2: dust it, Fiddle fairy dust <laughs> In festival friends, You fairy. are on uh, All the apps today dust.
1: I was just I don't know what's going on I love It'd it would be
2: cool to have him out here That'd be amazing You this totally we should bring Charlie him Daniels. out here Yeah
0: We could call him Damn,
2: that's a good idea We could yeah, I'm gonna check on that for next year. That'd be really awesome. But he plays go, literally lose their mind for Charlie Dams. Wow. Today, Nitty Gritty Dirt Man goes on at six today. I think they're gonna like, oh, this yeah. crowd's gonna love Nitty Gritty, but Charlie Dams would be like, these people would love it.
0: That's a really good idea. Yeah, I like it. I recently, within the last two years, learned that fishing in the dark really wasn't about fishing. I didn't realize that Until somebody <laughs> wrote it in a song, and they were like, they were they said something about, "We'll do a little fishing in the dark if you know what I mean." I'm like, "No, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean?" Oh I was like, God. And I was like 38. I, you know, funny so I never
2: thought about that before. I'm just trying to think of. I, I know there's a song called uh, "Picking Wildflowers" by uh, J- uh, John. Uh, Keith Anderson. Keith Anderson. Keith Anderson. I love Keith. Anderson. I've heard turned in a while, and I, I I didn't know what that meant. And then I talked to him one day about. It. He's like, "Yeah, it's like kind of slang for where we grew up around back in the day." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't know what that meant." So okay,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. so what keeps you motivated? You have this tour. You didn't mm-hmm. need to do this festival. You have kids. You're busy all the time. Like,
2: yeah, I'm definitely not. I hey, I've asked my kids like, "Can I slow down?" What do y'all think? Maybe think maybe like. Pulling back a little bit, and my my daughter Ebby, was like, "You can retire in 2088.
1: 2088. Twenty eighty eight. Oh, do the math Aww. on that.
2: So that's like uh, almost like sixty years from now. Okay, I'll be one hundred and four. Great. Uh, let me go talk to some cryogenics people and see if we can make that happen. No. Um, what makes I I wouldn't I also wouldn't do it if it wasn't like fun. You know, I wouldn't be doing. i doing it if I didn't feel like we had something left to, to you know to compete for to. Um, Randomly, I'm, I, I'm I'm playing golf with Jack Nicholas on September 14th. I'm terrible at golf. I have not played golf all year. I'm just not golf is not my thing. But he is part of a gig, play this gig, and Jack wants to play golf. And I'm like, all right. But I, I do like Jack Nicklaus. He talked about like, you know, golf for him was just like a, a like a, kind of the source of his his outlet for his competitive spirit. And I feel like that's what music still is for me. I mean, obviously I love music and the creative part too, but it's there's a lot of competition too, as well. Not competing against other people, but you know, with myself, can I get like better? How do I get better at what I'm doing? How do I become better lead singer of this band? A better singer. Um, and I think now the main thing pushing forward. But back in the day, it really was about touring and headlining, trying to get to that certain place. And now, it's the last five six years been about albums. You know, just trying to make great albums. These are you know, I probably am towards somewhere. The golden years of my career, I guess. Like, I want to. What am I leaving behind here? The the, what albums are people remember the most? And so, making these great albums, hopefully great albums, and then building tours based off those albums and trying to get as much you know synergy there as possible. Um, I love the guys in the band; they make it fun. If I didn't have the band that I had, I I probably would quit because they're just. I've been in bad bands where it's just like, Hmm. it's just not fun, and it's just. You just go on the road and you they just it just the energy is just not right. And the guys I have make it so fun. They make it so easy. I mean, I just go out there and they got it covered. They got it. They mm-hmm. got figure it figured out. I don't tell them what to wear. I don't tell them what to do on stage. I don't. Have to, they're just good. Hang. If I bring guests up on the bus, they don't scramble to the back lounge or run off the bus. They hang and they're just like they make it. They make it fun. They're like a good. I feel really lucky about what I get to do. Is just in in general. It's. I uh, will over-talk my little segment here, but I have friends that go to some of these. Your retreats for spiritual well being and stuff. It's like it's like I think about what I do on a daily basis. You know, you walk out of your hotel room and you you run into a housekeeper, you know, and right away you just feel so much gratitude for you know any, mm-hmm. any s- sadness you feel about yourself being tired or whatever. You're just like this person's like cleaning my room. later today. like, Okay, you get your attitude mm-hmm. right. You definitely have a lot of gratitude just waking up. The tour, all the people you meet backstage. People are working so hard to put the show together. Um, all the get to play bluegrass music, get to play nineties country music, I get to talk to people about, you know, spouses that have lost someone in a war, cancer, this way a song has changed their life. You take all that in mm-hmm. and then you get to go on stage and yell and act crazy and beat your chest and jump <laughs> around, then it's all over. You get to hang out with your guys and who are all married like I am and have a therapy session about life. I mean it's like in the course of a day I get like more like in an mm-hmm. indirect way from touring, like just self-help than i could get like wow. doing anything else so the road is there's so much more to it than just like being on stage and singing and it's it's not about fame or something it's not about money at this point it's just about i don't know it's just a lot of fun still so i i hopefully have some more years left and uh, it's always evolving so
1: it's so encouraging to watch that exactly that it's like it's so fun and i mean you sing those songs every night and you so su- like all of those that you're talking about saying, What was I thinking, and not having that in the show. And it's like, man, you feel it and it's real every time you go out there. And it's, it's, there is this like level of gratitude that just exudes from you, your whole band.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it's real, it's and legit.
2: Like, song, I'm not going to sing, What was I thinking, like in the shower. Right? <laughs> like, it's like, It's like whiskey needs ice. Like what was I thinking needs crowd participation? (laughs) 5150 needs crowd participation. Sideways needs. these are not like songs I'm like they're gonna get etched on the 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 songwriter's hall of fame writing. (laughs) No one's gonna talk about 5150. But it's fun, man. Like people go out there, and that's a that's that song's so important in my career. And all those goofy songs are because they're that's like what the night's kind of about. And it's so important country music not to get too, which I have gotten over my it got above my race and Ricky Skaggs was saying some the <laughs> songs and people are just like, what are you talking about, man? Like, it's Saturday right. night, just, we want to hear that song about the popo. <laughs> okay, let's
0: do it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, I think people forget, right? That music makes you feel all different kinds of things and I think sometimes... Well, you
2: got to have it all, right? That's yeah. the ride. That's the, the, roller the roller coaster. You got to have serious songs, you got to the songs yeah. that move people one way and then you also have to be able to move them in another way. Tennille's a serious songwriter, man. She's got that, she can... She can really get in there and and, and get that stuff out of uh, you know reaching the people's souls and play the play the steel guitar down in there and really wrench it out of them um, <laughs> and uh, that's what makes country music great as well. So I loved Marin last night when she talked about her yeah, intro for yeah um, she spoke so well sad song you know yes. for a love song was I like,
0: could use a love song yeah yeah well your next single though I mean is about as I think deep as it gets <laughs> right
1: yes I am very thankful to get to say that that's the next single and to have the opportunity to to talk about a concept like that and talk about a car crash in a song is, uh, I feel very thankful to have the shot at that for sure.
0: What well, kind of introduce, kind of introduce us to Jersey on the wall.
1: Yeah. The song was inspired by a group of people I met in Graham and Ann, New Brunswick that had just been through a really hard accident in their very tiny town. And, um, I was so moved by just the way that they were all there for each other and that grieving process. And, I sat as that observatory person. That's probably my favorite place to write from. Is like sitting at the back of the room watching something happen. And I saw Danielle's jersey on the wall and the numbers on that jersey. And I was like, man, I have questions for God. And mm. I think it's okay to have those. I think there's healing in just the conversation itself and being honest on whatever path of pain of losing somebody that is. And I think what I love so much about music is that it's got this way of talking about things that are really hard. And somewhere there's a mother who's stopped going to church, 'cause you plan quit making sense down here on earth. And it's like you can, I don't know, walk into a room suddenly not by yourself. It's like you're going in that memory with a song, and the walls just kind of come down. I know that's what it does for me mm. when I hear that kind of a song. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really thankful this one is is out there now.
2: I, it's like it's. Oh, that's, I love what you said, and it's that's what Marion said last night: sad songs don't make you sadder. Heavy songs make you heavy. heavy they make you feel like you said like you like you have a pain, like someone understands you, someone's yeah. listening to you. you. have like that's all those George Jones songs I used to listen to so much. They made me like just feel like I had a friend when I was yes. going through a hard time, and that's, that's why so I love listening to them. You know, um, but that that's it's that's, that's, that's a good song. Thank you, Derek. I can't write sad songs on sad. I write sad songs usually when I'm like. Things are good. If I'm sad. I, I just want to listen to them. I can't write them.
0: <laughs> so what's next for you?
2: Uh, you know, just take it day by day. Tonight, big day. I'm, I think we have some, I really, I can't even think far ahead down the road anymore. I just think about, i got some interviews later on for Cody Allen. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm A watch.
0: Nap? Is that what's next? Like no, <laughs>
2: Rapid Grass. Uh, this great local Bluegrass band. I'm going to sing with them at 2.45. And then um, Nitty Gritty, I'm going to sing with those guys tonight. Uh, and then be watching Tenille's show. Uh, what time do you go? I'm five, three forty, three forty-five. Yeah, so I go rapper grass and Tenille. And, then, um, and then after this, I don't, I'm gonna I, we go home on Monday. We have one more show. Weekend tours to wrap up. A couple one-off things. I'm just um, working on music. I, I wrote a bunch of songs when I was out here. I had a bunch of songwriters come out. And wrote, wrote like twelve songs while we're out here.
1: That's it's awesome. It's crazy.
2: And uh, just gonna work on records when I get home. F- busy fall with the kids. Nashville finally gets to be nice again. Thank God. Nashville, to me, is just unusable from May to like <laughs> unusable. May to like August. It's just, it's unusable. I, I just I, You're from Phoenix. Ticks, Th- isn't that nice? It's the humidity. But Phoenix has, like, we got, like, lakes that are not, like, nasty. And we, I don't know. I, Arizona's hot, too. Arizona, I feel like, in the summers, like, you, everyone goes to San Diego if, if they can. But right. in the fall, Tennessee is amazing. So there's a lot of stuff to do. I'm really looking forward to just getting outdoors and just just doing stuff my kids Knox has hockey season he's crazy about it he's got his mullet his full his hockey hair his flow is happening and so
1: it really is happening
2: yeah he's got his dad mode man i love being dad's fun stuff man there's a lot of fun stuff to do as a dad so i'm grateful that i get to have a schedule that allows me to um you know it's, it's tough being gone but when we're off i really try to be home a lot so awesome what about you I love that. we going on? I
1: am, let's see, I'm just excited for New the single. this festival day. Yeah. New single out there. It goes to radio end of September and heading up to Canada for CCMAs. Oh, yeah.
2: You're nominated for a, a billion?
1: Well, a couple of things, yeah. yes. Excited for that. A lot of nominations. How many do you have? Four.
2: Does Brett have any? Yes. I feel I like think you and Brett are like that. <laughs> He's so Canadian awesome. Canadian power.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that you know Brett. But yeah, and then Group. head back out on the road later this fall. Awesome.
0: Well, guys thanks so much thank for you chatting. thanks awesome. so much for having appreciate us appreciate it yeah. to take an hour out of your
2: beaches happening down there
0: crazy festival day
2: man people are having so much fun down there
0: thank you for joining us on this episode of country mile this podcast series is produced by the usa today networks erica whitney and john garcia and i'm your host cindy watts theme music from killertracks.com You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Be sure to rate and leave a review as well. For more in-depth coverage of country music, visit Tennessean.com backslash country mile.